Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Hey, great. Well, it's so good to be with you, CCM. Can you uh, hear me, Tim? Wave, just make sure my mic's all working. Brilliant. It is brilliant to be with you guys. And um, so delighted that I can kind of join you from my lounge. And I hope, you know, in the midst of this kind of lockdown season, you're coping, surviving. I think it's bringing weird things out of different people. Um, Some friends of mine have kind of gone into full kind of bunker mentality. You know, they're kind of, they've got baked beans coming out of their ears they've you know starting to dig bunkers in the backyard and for me it's brought out uh, the inner learner um so i love learning anyway but i don't know it's something about this kind of space this kind of season that's brought out that you know, i just want to learn different things and, and of course everyone's online and giving stuff for free and so we my family and i have sent set, uh, side, signed up to various online courses and so at the moment we're being trained in the art of negotiation by an ex-fbi negotiator so um, I'm just, we're halfway through the course. I'm just saying, if you are ever involved in a bank robbery, you know, and you're taken hostage and, you know, it's not looking so good, don't bother with the police or, or the SWAT team. Just give me a call. And I've only done half the course, obviously, so I'm not an expert, but by the time I'm finished, I will be there. I'll be able to help you um, in, that, in that situation. You should that ever kind of before you. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? I've loved, although the, tra- the trauma of this season is, is really real, I've loved seeing some of the life, the community, uh, I'm uh, uh, hearing, you know, from around the country, actually, from across Catalyst churches and wider, just how people are responding with radical generosity. I love seeing the bravery of those who are going in and facing, you know, uh, those working for the NHS and other NHS and other key workers going and facing uh, uh, an unknown kind of uh, situation in their workplaces through to the creativity uh, of people shoving stuff online. It's just been fascinating season in it mixed with the the very real um just horrendous news that kind of faces us in in many different ways and, and it's very real you know one of our staff members at king's arms has lost two of his extended family members to this so it's, it's really real it's dark it's horrible and yet in the midst of it there's some incredible things happening it's such a bizarre season so uh, i do hope you're kind of weathering it and coping with it and and here's what's going to happen. So what's going to happen in a few uh, weeks, maybe months time, the lockdown's going to end. And I'll tell you what's going to happen is the advertising machine, uh, your Facebook page, your Instagram feed, your Twitter feed, your, your stories, they're all the TV adverts. They're all going to start gearing up to let's get back to business as usual. Let's go back to life as we know it. Let's go back to, you know, because the king consumer is going to want his thrown back, you know, the air of rush and hurry is going to want you to, to come back and worship and that the idol of uh, individualism is going to be, want to be worshipped again. That, that whole machine of our Western society is going to gear back into action again. And, and the question I want to ask and pose tonight in just a few minutes we've got together is, do you want to? Do you want to go back? Do you want to go back to how things were? Because... You know what? Someone has pressed the stop button. The button has been stopped. The, the thing has been stopped. And, and there is a lot to dislike in this season. But there's also there's some things that you might think, actually, I like that. There might be some things that you've discovered in this season about yourself, about how you want to live life, how your family wants to live, that actually you don't want to 
to lose. And, and so what I, I, I've, called, I've called this kind of talk, get a grip. So get a grip, and it's get a grip on, and the subtitle, I guess, will be making sense of, of corona, making sense of this virus. And, and I think if, you, if we as Christians, those of us who are watching you are, are Christians, if we can get a grip, on what we want to hold on to from this season then when we come out of this season we will be at the leading edge of bringing influence and change the world around and so if you're a believer i really want us to look through a, a biblical lens of this if you are watching this and you're not yet a christian you wouldn't call yourself a follower of jesus i'd love to talk about how jesus makes sense of this whole situation at the end i'd love to give a, an opportunity for you to respond to follow Jesus as I have. I used to be an atheist and uh, totally Jesus turned my life around. So I'd love to give an opportunity at the end um, uh, of this. And so here's what I think is going on as I've prayed and listened and, and read and listened to all sorts of people from backgrounds. Here's, I think there's three main things going on right now that will help us get a grip of, of, of what we should be doing in this season, what we should be doing as, as we come out of this season. The first is this, creation is groaning. I think that's obvious to everyone. Creation is groaning. This corona story is not an isolated story. This corona story fits within the bigger story of creation and the bigger story of mankind's history. And the, and the Bible, uh, for those not familiar, lays it out really clearly. You go back right to the beginning, to the first book of the Bible in Genesis. God is uh, portrayed as this good father who created this beautiful planet. And he gave this planet to us to look after, to manage, to administer, to lead. And, and what happened was mankind rebelled. And we took, with our authority, we, 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 we messed it up. We, we took the planet down the tubes with us. We rebelled against God. And this is what it says in Genesis 3, 17. God spoke to ma mankind after they rebelled against him and says, cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. It shall bring forth thorns and thistles for you. Creation, what we see around us of creation is this kind of glorious and yet broken, fallen, the theologians call it, is a fallen state. We are fallen, creation is fallen. And, and so uh, when we see creation as we see it, it's not as God intended. It's a broken version, death and, and disease and all of this stuff entered into this broken creation because of our rebellion against God. And there's a, there's a castle in, uh, in, uh, uh, in Italy called Sforza Castle. And when you walk in there, there is a huge uh, wall. And, and what you would see is just an ugly, kind of uh, uh, muddy, whitey, uh, gray wall. It's this massive wall. What you see is a, as a, a rather dirty looking wall. But what you really see is 20 layers of paint. 20 layers of paint, whitewashed paint, and behind those 20 layers is a lost mural of Leonardo da Vinci. It is enormous. It has been lost for 500 years, and the, the experts have only just discovered it, and they are take, they've taken six years, they haven't quite finished, to restore this mural. And what you can't see perfectly yet, but you're starting to see, is these beautiful trees that stretch from floor to ceiling on this wall. And it's been hidden, no one's seen it, and that's exactly what's going on. Creation is groaning. What we see is creation groaning. Romans 8, 23, Paul, the apostle Paul, one of the earliest Christians, writes this. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only creation, but we ourselves are groaning inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. The planet is groaning. It's under spiritual and physical misuse by mankind. It's broken. It's falling. And Paul says it's groaning like childbirth, like it's ready to produce a different kind of life. It knows it can't go on under this load forever. It wants to produce a different kind 
of life. And Paul wrote this 2,000 years ago. How much more true is it today? And what we see interestingly in this lockdown is some bizarre things. And I know some of them have been exaggerated. Some of them have been overplayed. But you do, you can't help be taken, can you, by pictures of cities that were smog covered, now clear. The skies are now clear. And, and pictures of rivers that were dying, now starting to see life come back, fish come back. And animals where animals haven't been seen for maybe decades are starting to, to return. Something's happening. And also, it's not just creation that's groaning. We are groaning. If you've ever thought something's not right with this place, something's not right with this life that we're living, then, then you're, you understand what Paul's saying. Creation is groaning and we are groaning. And, and it's like what's happening is the comfort blanket of modern society, which so often kind of numbs us to that groaning, has been removed or, or at least partially removed. The quick fixes aren't quite there in the same way. This is interesting. A survey recently showed that only 9% of the UK want to go back to business as usual. Only 9% want to go back to business as usual. What does that tell you? It tells you that we've all kind of known that something was wrong, but no one really knew how to press the stop, but no one knew how to eject until now it's been pressed for us. And so we got to think everything's changed and, and they're, you know, there will be some things we want to go back to. I mean, that, so many of us are longing for a haircut, you know. <laughs> we, there are some things we want to go back to. But there are going to be some things that we might think, maybe we don't want to go back. What, what should be our response? Our response is we've got to learn to care for creation in a different way. We've got to learn to restore some balance, to partner with others that are thinking about these things differently. We've got to slow down. We've got to rest. We've got to perhaps think about the impact of our consuming. When this machine gears up again, if we have not got a grip on the things that we want to hold on to out of this season, we'll just lose it. Once it, once it gears up, you know what it's like. Once it starts going, it has got momentum of its own. But if we get a grip on this and think, no, 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 this thing has shown us creation is growing. We've got to think differently. It was interesting. Someone was saying to me the other day, they were saying, you know what? I wake up now with a real sense of peace, which I haven't done for years. My challenge is going to be, how do I live with that sense of peace post lockdown? <laughs> how do I live with that sense of peace after this thing happens again? What is God saying to you in this season about creation groaning? And what's going to be your response? What do you need to get hold of so that when it gears up again, you think, no, no, I've changed. I am thinking differently. The second thing is this. The second thing I think that's going on very clearly is the enemy is raging. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Uh, Paul, again, one of the earliest followers of Jesus, Ephesians 6, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Christian worldview, for those of you who are not from a Christian background, is one of a spiritual battle. It's a war zone. There is a spiritual war going on. And that will probably surprise you. I was an atheist. I only believed in what was in front of me, the material, the physical. It was a real head job for me to get hold of the idea. But there was a spiritual realm. But I tell you, I have seen too much now to even to deny it. And many of you even intuitively know that, even though you're not yet followers of Jesus. There is a war going on, the Bible tells us. And, and, and uh, John 10, 10, Jesus says this, the thief's purpose and the thief he's referring to is the enemy, the, the kind of spiritual usurper of the planet. His purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. There's a spiritual war going on and you and I were not born on a cruise ship. We were born on a battleship. We were born into a war. 
And Jesus said in John 14, 30, he said, the rule of this world is coming and he has no hold in me. He has nothing in me. One of my favorite movies a few years ago, which to be honest, nobody else I know really likes or finds funny, but I found really funny. And almost because no one else likes it, I find it all the more funny, is a movie called Here, Come the, Here Comes the Boom. And it's a, a stupid comedy about MMA cage fighters. And I just, for some reason, it really hit my sense of humor. And I just absolutely laughed my way through it. And, but one thing you learn about cage fighting from that movie is this. You learn that um, uh, when you're in, you're in a cage fight, not that I ever hope to be, but when you're in a cage fight, you realize that the hold that your opponent gets on you is critical. If they get the wrong hold on you, you're, you're finished. You have to submit. There's no way out of it. The hold is critical. And Jesus says this, the enemy's got no hold on me. And here's my question to you. Here's my question to me. Can you say that? Can you say the enemy has got no hold on me? Maybe this season is exposing some of the enemy's holds on our lives. Maybe you've been stealing from your workplace. Maybe you've been cheating on your taxes. Maybe you've been cheating on your spouse. Maybe you've been lying to your spouse. Maybe you've had a temper problem that's just being pressurized in this season at home. Maybe there's a a hopelessness that's been in your soul that's really come to the surface or a fear or, a, or a, a sexual sin that's going on that's suddenly come into the fore again. Maybe it's time to learn a different way. Maybe your sharp tongue that's kind of everyone's put up with suddenly under lockdown is getting exposed as we can't live with this anymore. Are there ways where we have rebelled against God? where we've partnered with the enemy of our souls, where it's time, as it were, to come to Jesus again. And this is for those who are believers and who are those of you who are not yet Christians and followers of Jesus. There's a time to come to him and say, Lord, you said you came to bring life. You said you came to bring hope. You said you came and I need you, Jesus. I need you this time to reach out to him in this way. You know, I was, I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying unbelief is being flushed out of my heart in this season. And I, I don't like it. I never even realized it was there. Someone else was talking to me about the fear, the fear of the future they never realized was there. It's suddenly come out in their hearts. Several people have confessed porn addictions that they've never told anyone about before. The enemy is raging and our response is to repent. Our response is to say, Jesus, we need a savior. Everywhere I go, not that I'm going anywhere, I mean on Zoom, but everywhere I go and connect with people, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing freedom is coming in this season. The enemy's raging, but kind of his raging is being exposed. His hold is being exposed and people are walking into freedom and saying, Jesus, I need freedom. I need to live in freedom. And this is what it says in 1 John 2, my dear children, I'm not writing this to you so that you won't sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. You have got an enemy. I have got an enemy, but you've also got an advocate. And that, that word is a legal word. It means a, a defense lawyer, a barrister. You need a barrister. You need someone to stand up for you in the spiritual court of law because you're innocent. No, because you're guilty, because I'm guilty. We need someone to run to our defense. And Jesus says, I'm the one. I am the only one who can defend everyone else because I've never sinned. The enemy has got no hold on me whatsoever. So if you want to get out of the enemy's hold, come to me. I'm the one who can help you. And, you know, there's a, a, some story, a story from some friends of mine who live up north. And they were saying uh, a good friend of theirs is a manager in a hospital. And she was finishing a meeting. And at the end of the meeting, she's just said to the, to the group of staff, 
She said, look, I know this is a bit strange, but these are unusual times. And I'm a Christian and my colleague here is a Christian. If anyone wants to stay behind at the end of this meeting for us to pray for you, we would love to pray for you. I know this is such a difficult time for all of us. We would love to. No pressure, but if you want to, we'd love to. We'd love to pray. All 60 staff members stayed behind for prayer at the end of that meeting. All 60 of them. And you might be watching this and you might be in that situation where you realize I've never come to follow Jesus. This might be your moment, as it were to give your life to him. You might be in the season where you think, gosh, I never expected this in the lockdown, but I realize I need someone to save me. If that's you, I want to appeal to you like I did many years ago, like Tim and Vicky and others have done. I would urge you come to him, come to him because he can turn your life upside down. And this worst of times, which this lockdown is, this virus is, could become the best of times in your life when you realize that there is someone who is not only saving you, but as we come on to the third point, helping you to bring life to others. And that's the third point. The, the first thing that's going on is creation is groaning. The second thing is that the enemy is raging. The third thing is this, the kingdom is rising. The kingdom is rising. You know, everyone seems to be baking in this season. I don't know, you cannot buy flour around here. I don't know what it's like in, in Manchester, but you cannot buy flour. You cannot buy it. It's like the shelves are empty. Everyone's baking and kneading. Caroline, my wife, um, uh, baked me an incredible gluten-free loaf of bread the other day, which, uh, which for those of you who have to eat gluten-free like I do, it, it, gluten-free bread, I don't, it can barely be called bread. It's just horrible. But, but she baked me this incredible loaf. I mean, everyone's just discovering and they're kneading and they're talking about yeast and, and, and looking at different recipes for bread. Everyone is baking. And Jesus speaks right into this kind of passion for bread because in his day, bread was a staple food. And this is what he says in Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little bit in, it permeated every part of the dough. And that's what you realize when you learn about baking is just how little yeast you need and how much it permeates. You just give it time and it will fill and take over and cause that whole batch to rise. Yes, creation is groaning. Yes, the enemy is raging, but bigger than all of that, God's kingdom is rising. God's kingdom is rising. And, and even though it seems to start in the small and in, in the significant, we know that it's rising. It is working. And some of the amazing things that we're seeing are because of that. God's kingdom is rising. And we know from elsewhere in the Bible that God's kingdom is salvation and freedom and healing and peace and joy. And, and even in the midst of these dark days, we're start, starting to see some of that rise up. And it, and it teaches us to stand and fight for breakthrough and fight against this virus in prayer and in, in practicality to, to do both. It teaches us that, that, that we don't have to submit to this thing, that there is a fight that's within us. You know, one of my heroes of the faith is a lady called Agnes Sanford, who lived many years ago in the States. And um, she uh, uh, tells a story of when her, uh, when, the, when America went to the war in the Second World War, and so many of the young men in her town were called to go and fight. And she and some other ladies in her town took it upon themselves, as God spoke to them, to pray for every single man that had gone, every single young man that had gone by name every day. So every day for six years, by name, they prayed for these young men who'd gone to war. And at the end of the war, she told the story that not one of them died in the war. Not a single one. There are incredible, miraculous stories of, of, uh, of bullets flying close to heads, and also, but not a single one died. Some were injured, but not one of them died. And afterwards, people challenged her and said, well, hang on about, what about all the other young men who died? You know, what about this? She's like, I, I don't know about that. All I know is what God told me to do. And all I can tell you is what we saw. Not one of them died. 
you know, I'm hanging on to that story because although we don't see everyone get through, although we don't see the breakthrough in everyone, uh, 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 what we do see is God's kingdom is rising. What we do see is the ability that God calls us to pray, to pray in faith. We had a, a story recently from a, a, a week or so ago. This is how, let me read it to you. My best friend's brother-in-law was on a ventilator with COVID-19. She asked me to pray with others for a miracle. She messaged to say she didn't think he was going to make it through the day as he had kidney failure due to the virus. It was around that time that I joined prayer meetings in the church as I felt my prayer life was lacking focus and direction. Hearing others pray and praying with so many others encouraged me and refocused me. A week later, he's now out. He's, he's been able to face, face some of the family member. He's off the ventilator. They're hoping he'll move to a ward soon from ICU. And I know that's not everyone's story. And I know there are some devastating news coming in. But at the same time, we've got to become a people who learn to fight in prayer. We've got to become a people who learn to stand and say, God, you're, in the midst of this darkness, your kingdom is rising. And I learned that many years ago in praying for healing. Not everyone I pray for is healed. But the more I pray, the more get healed. <laughs> that's the principle I operate out of. And it's like we've got these pieces of jigsaw, isn't it? We've got, we've got the creation is groaning and the enemy is raging and God's kingdom is rising. And we don't totally see how it all fits together, but we know that our father is good and we know that he is sovereign over it. And we know that his light is coming into the darkness. The, Isaiah 60 says this, darkness as black as night covers the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises upon you. The darkness is around us, but let's be a people who look to the light Let's be a people who look to the rising of God's kingdom among us and within us, who partner with it as it comes in. Let's see, as we're praying in Bedford and Outrage, and let's see in Manchester, God's kingdom rising in the midst of it. Let's get a grip on some things in this season of lockdown, that once the machine gets going again, once society gears up again, we're like, you know what? It was a dark time, but we came out with something. God did something in us. And we're never going to be the same. We are not going back. Because you know what? Most of the UK society don't want to go back. They just don't know what the answer is. Let's be the church that says, you know what? We have seen a different way. And even perhaps, well, we've kind of towed the party line. We've gone with society in the past. We're suddenly realized, actually, we're not, no one really was happy with it. So we're going to live a different way. We're going to live and pioneer a different way. Let's be talking with one another. I'd encourage you to be thinking, yes, we're all talking about what we dislike. But let's also be thinking about what we like. Maybe write, start to write down, what are you liking in this season? What are you enjoying? Because getting a grip on this kind of stuff is going to be critical for the future. And I, I'd love to, to pray. If you're not yet a believer, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, but listening to, uh, as you've connected with these meetings, if you've been listening to me tonight, you are ready. You know you're ready to follow him. You're ready to give your life to follow him. I, I'd love to pray with you. And I just want to pray now. So just close your eyes. And I pray, Father, right now, for anyone who wants to respond to follow you now, Jesus, I pray that they would find in you the Savior that I've found. I pray that they would find someone who brings to them the hope that they need right now. And I pray that they would connect into community in a fresh way in Jesus' name. And just wherever you are uh, a part of CCM community, just lift your hands to Jesus right now and just open your hands to him. And just, Lord, I pray a blessing on this church. I pray a blessing of your Holy Spirit. Fill every home now with your Holy Spirit. Fill every life now with your Holy Spirit. Let there be a sense of your creation life filling each home. And I pray, Holy Spirit, be taken. Anything from my message that's not from you, let it fall away. But anything that's from you, anything where you're speaking into hearts and saying, get hold of this because you're going to need it in the future. I pray that you would really concrete it in. 
so that our churches are transformed through this lockdown, not for the worse, but for the better, that we're more fit to be leaders in our world and to bring change and hope to the world around. I pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. It's so good to be with you guys.